Blondes with glasses, they can't sing. Blondes with glasses, let's do this podcast thing. Hi, Shannon. Hi, Becca. How are you? I'm pretty good. I had a late start to the morning, but I'm I'm awake now. <laughs> I have my coffee. <laughs> Great. Well, we have people doing construction in the apartment below us, and they've been doing it consistently for like starting around 10 a.m. and then going until 10 p.m. Yeah. So if you hear any noise, that's what's happening. But also it's been messing with my head because it's all I hear. So I've been like leaving the house earlier and earlier every day to try and get away from it. Yeah. And it's the weekend. And I feel like on the weekend you should just be home with your family if you can. Right. Like, I'm surprised they didn't like give a note to all their neighbors saying like right by the way you know like so sorry about this here's a pie <laughs> yeah yes that's all i need that's is a neighborly pie. thing to do <laughs> just yeah. an apple pie god damn it oh <laughs> uh, anyway but we are talking about i just want to get right into it because i have okay. so much i want to talk about we are talking about board games this week yeah which i the main reason I want to talk about this is because I have been dying to start a board game night at my house Mm -hmm. and I don't know how to start it and they're hammering downstairs. I'm so sorry. (laughs) It adds a level of excitement and danger. Yes. Oh my God. We've got to get this board game night going so people, other people can enjoy the sounds of my neighborhood. (laughs) Anyway, I don't know where to start and I know you have hosted board game nights. So yeah, I want to, like, pick your brain. This is like an Ask Abby episode where I'm just going to lay it all out and you're going to tell me how to live my life. I I mean, like that's... (laughs) The dream is to make it a regular event, right? Where it's like, it's the third Saturday of the month. Everyone goes to Becca's house, sort of a thing. Exactly, yes. I would love for that to be the case. And back when I had no parking restrictions for my visitors, it was basically like every other week. It was like, we're Mm. going to Becca's house and playing board games. Mm -hmm. Um, Now it's sort of... Simone Arnaldo's and then occasionally my house. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's funny. So I just started a new job this week. And yes, I was talking I was talking with my fellow trainees and I was complaining about uh, board game night and how uh, my one of my friends flaked at the last minute. And they were like, a game night? Like, what does that mean? And I was like, what? what? And they're like, do you mean like video <laughs> games? And I was like, no, board games. And then they were yeah. like, oh, okay, like, what do you play? And I was like, oh, no, here we go. Because they're expecting me to say like Monopoly and right. Sorry and stuff like that. And like Uno. <laughs> and so I was like, well, we do really love this new game called Unexploded Cow. <laughs> and they're like, what the hell is that? I just described the premise. I'm like, it's so fun. And they just look so baffled horrified Horrified. yeah and then they they were like i uh i love monopoly they said and then another girl goes i we always play egyptian rat screw if we get together i'm like okay you know (laughs) and i'm like trying to describe like and they're like i love apples to apples and i'm like sure that's a party game you know but it's just like yeah, and I get sure, like, level. that's, like, right, like, that's a starting point, right? That's the starting yeah. point with, with board game nights is, hey, Trivial Pursuit. Like, that's where we started was Trivial Pursuit Party. Mm-hmm. And then it slowly got more and more complicated, and we started yeah. finding out that there's so many cool, interesting games that I, that are out there that you can be playing that have nothing to do with Monopoly or just exactly. a, literally a giant board. That's yeah. really not a requirement anymore. Yeah, I 
I think a lot of people sort of played games when they were younger, and that was where their knowledge of games and their love of games ended. Mm -hmm. So they think, like, there's, I feel like there's two types of people. There's people that are like that, which they only think about checkers or Monopoly or something yeah. like that. And then there's everybody else who's so into it and is like, let's <laughs> buy this new game at Target. Let's try yeah, this yeah. out. Cause, and I'm one of those people. Yeah. And I think that I am that way because I was in the secret chess club at, in my <laughs> high school, which I definitely have talked about before. Right, like you knew, you knew about games in high school that I never, like I had, wasn't exposed to like apples to apples. That was exciting in high school being exposed to that. Like <laughs> this is not Monopoly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I I am so thankful because now as like an adult with a little bit of money in my bank account, I can go out and I can buy these games that I loved when I was younger, and now I can try and like disseminate them to other people yeah. and be like, play this game with me, you love it. Mm-hmm. And one of the greatest things is that the theater sh- production that I'm working on right now is, um, it's a big cast, and there's a ton of people in the cast that love games. So when we have a two-show day, which is like today... Over the dinner break, nobody will go home. They'll just stay at the theater and eat whatever they brought. And we'll spend the hour and a half we have together playing a game. Mm-hmm. And so, like, last week we played, we played Carcassonne one day. And then the next day we played um, a, a Pennsylvania Dutch game, a card game called Dutch Blitz. <laughs> and I had never played that before, but I was so good at it. And I was like, this is great! <laughs> but... It's so exciting because it's really nice to be around other people that are like, I have this game, let's try this out. Or like, let's all play. And there's a young kid in our cast and she's learning all these games and she's like being taught how to shuffle cards and stuff. Mm -hmm. It's it's kind of like really nice to see like this multi-generational sort of family game night happen multiple times a week. (laughs) But I haven't yet bridged the gap to getting my friends over to do it. And I have like... A couple couple hurdles, I think. So, first of all, when you host game nights, do you have people bring food or like drinks or anything? Or I mean, I tell well, if anyone wants to drink alcohol at my house, they have to Mm -hmm. bring it themselves because I don't want to spend money on something I'm not going to drink. Right. Um, And I try and provide some snacks, but mostly it's like I think that's a nice thing to do if you're going over to someone's house is you bring a snack or something. Gray always likes to bring hummus. Um, and, and then like Simone Arnaldo, they have a million games and Simone, I mean, Arnaldo gets a new game. I want to say like every week, (laughs) it's insane. (laughs) Like he goes to garage sales every week. So he finds some gem somewhere. Wow. And so he brings over new games he wants to try. And then every time I go over there, I bring over games I want to try and I love. Who Um, is having garage sales in the winter? First of all, (laughs) (laughs) he goes to, he gets up at like 6am on a Saturday and goes to like a flea market. 20 miles away. <laughs> like, wow. Let's just clarify for the listeners, because he's been on this show. He is yes. not like a 60-year-old man. He's no. like from our generation. He's younger that's... than we are. <laughs> <laughs> what? That's great. Yeah. Also, I, I want to go with him. To I mean, I went market. garage sailing with them one, one day, and it was a full day. And it oh was great. God. But it was literally like we would be driving to the next garage sale that they found on an app. And uh-huh. then we'd see a sign for a garage sale that we were, and we go, well, and then we just follow that sign. <laughs> and normally it's just junk, but you know, right. you find some gems. I got some really cute little mugs that had little spoons that go in them. Like, Ooh. you know, just really, yeah, you never know. And he, he finds board games that should be really expensive for like $3 sometimes, Yeah, you know? 
Yeah, that's great. I mean, he probably does save a bunch of money because board games can be very expensive. And I think mm-hmm. that's another hurdle that a lot of people face is like, if you've yeah. never played the game, you don't want to like spend a bunch of money on right. something that you you haven't tried. So it's like a... Which, which brings me to places where you can try games. Yes. So I've tried a bunch of new games when I went to that gaming fest last mm-hmm. year. So that was one sort of thing, but that costs money to enter or whatever, although you can try an unlimited amount of games and you see how you like them. But then, so in Minnesota, when I was out there over Christmas break, Zach and Julie took us to a coffee shop slash gaming store bar thing. So basically <laughs> they had an entire bookshelf in the back of games and it wasn't Monopoly and the Game of Life. It Jenga, was, yeah. It was, you know, Sushi Go and Coup and literally every, and they were all brand new. It was like all these cool new games that you're like, I've always wanted to try that. Is that any good? Should I buy that sort of a thing? And it's like mm. genius because, so there's two bars in DC that I've been to that are board game bars. Like they mm-hmm. have board games you just check out, and all of the board games. There's like very little strategy adult games it's like you know the game of life it's sorry it's our cheesy you know it's like things like that and it's just like and that's really that's why people get confused when you're like yeah board games are amazing because Mm -hmm. they're like well i went to that you know what is it called pen something i don't know pen social (laughs) yeah in dc and they're like i went there and you know it was real fun playing games for my childhood or whatever right Board games are not just from your childhood anymore. And, like, that coffee shop in Minnesota, I'm so jealous of them that they have Mm -hmm. that. Because it was so nice to just go and try. I do wonder about places like that. Because I've never been to... I'm sure there's one in Philadelphia, at least. But I've never been to one. um, And I worry that if you're going to have games that are above the level of, like, Monopoly and stuff, that Mm -hmm. you're... It's like a very dangerous game because they they can be games that have like many pieces, many rules. True. And so it's much easier for them to get like lost in the cleanup of a table or like somebody accidentally walks out with a pocket full of little pieces from pandemic or something and like mm-hmm. your game is now ruined for everybody right. else coming in. So I I can't I want to know, like, I want to talk to somebody that owns one of those places that's not the, like, basic version and say, mm-hmm. like, how do you maintain your games? Because, like, we, when you came to visit me a couple years ago here, we went to that place that has Jenga at every table. Right. And it's, like, they've personalized it over the years where you write on the things and mm-hmm. it's, like, questions or truth or dares or whatever. And, like, that's that's as big as I can imagine doing that because <laughs> you can swap out blocks of Jenga. Like, that's fine. But if you're going to do something, like with the cards involved like how do you maintain your stock it just seems like yeah. so, so well, much work <laughs> the, the coffee shop in minneapolis which is called lodestone by the way for anyone in the area who wants to go check it out um nice. they we, we played like sushi go which is just a card game and they mm-hmm. had every single card in a sleeve ah, uh, so they okay. had those protected but what i love more than anything is that the front of the coffee shop was a little game store and so oh. those games that you tried you could go buy right away Oh, you my know, God. like that's such a genius business model, and we need to open this like right I now. Would, I was just gonna say that. Please, let's find a place where we can commute together to what's in yeah. between you and me right now. Some Baltimore. weird little, <laughs> some weird town, maybe Baltimore, and let's open that shop because that sounds amazing. Right? Oh my God! And then you could have a cat that lives in the shop. It would be so cute. We yeah. need to get somebody involved that can do the coffee bit because mm-hmm. I can't do that. Yeah, I mean it's so. 
there needs to be more avenues for trying games before buying them because mm-hmm. it is really hard to tell. I mean, there are like websites that there's like board game geek, I think dot com where they like rate games and they give you reviews of them and stuff. So yeah. that can be helpful. But I mean, nothing really beats playing the game to determine if it's worth, you know, twenty, thirty, forty dollars. Yeah, I don't think I've ever bought a game without playing it, with the exception of Pandemic and Rivals for Catan. Mm. And we bought Pandemic because it was on sale at Target one day, and we were like, sure, let's try it. It's a cooperative game. It's amazing. It is, it's our favorite game. We play it all the time now. And we got the expansion pack for Christmas, and we're all about it. And that was the first game we got where we were like, maybe we should think about cooperative games, because... Yeah. We have, we have, all our other games are not that, and it was mm-hmm. so interesting to try that. And for anybody that doesn't know, cooperative games are where you're playing against the board, basically. Yeah. So it's great for somebody that's in a relationship because you're not <laughs> trying to like win Uno against your significant other. Right. <laughs> you know, you're not trying. You're not trying to beat your. You know, your, your per, the person you're playing with. You're trying to beat the game, mm-hmm. and so you fail together, which is nice because we often lose pandemic a lot. <laughs> <laughs> but. We bought that on a whim and loved it. And the only the other one was Rivals for Catan, which is a two-player version of Settlers of Catan. Mm-hmm. And I had played that before, and I was like, well, I'll try the two-person version. Like, why not? And that's also a great game. Yeah. And we it has, like, multiple versions within the game, and we haven't even gotten to all of them yet because yeah. we like the first version so much, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's, like, it's nice because it's, like, a they're both building block games where you can, can continue to play different versions and like we've made up our own house rules for pandemic where it's like we'll each have two roles so it's like we're playing with four people and we'll play you know guillotine where we're playing to lose rather than win and like it's exciting because (laughs) there's when you play these more complicated game there games there's more chances to be inventive within the game as like as players you know you can't do that with monopoly like there's really only one way to play Monopoly. yeah yeah there's there's a there is one exception to that Monopoly style game that I will always play, which is a game I got Julie for her birthday last year from 1968 called Chutzpah, and it <laughs> is basically a combination of the Game of Life Monop- and Monopoly, but really Jewish. Oh <laughs> and my <God>. It's <laughs> such a delight. It's just it feels like the cards are literally like cardstock, you know, just mm-hmm. like little slips of paper that have like things on them and. Every single card is hilarious. You know, it's, there's always this story, and there's there's Schlemiel and Schlemazel cards, there's Chutzpah cards, and then there's Want to Take a Gamble cards. And it's just <laughs> an utter delight. And, like, the rules are... It's just, like, reading the rules is hilarious. Like, that's, like, such a unique game. And I had to find it mm-hmm. on, like, eBay and written on it. It was, like, 10 cents or something. But, of course, did not cost me 10 cents. cost me a little no. bit more than that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but I I wish I almost wish that I could find more secret games like that because and I don't know how you would know that they exist. The only reason we knew that existed was my mom was like, I played this game called Hutzbuzz as a child. You have to it's so amazing. <laughs> and we're like, Great, let's look it up on eBay. <laughs> well, we were I, I was texting Dave, one of our listeners in Ireland, about this topic and he said he played a game recently and I texted you this conversation That's where right. it was it was 
what was it called? Um, midlife crisis. And yeah. it was basically like life, but it was much more realistic. So like <laughs> you, you cheated on your spouse, one divorce point added yeah. to your score or whatever. And it was like, I also remember at Smith, there was a game in one of the houses that we used over the summer when we were working for the theater department. I think it might've been Parsons house or something. Um, they had Gayopoly, which Ooh. was not not a licensed version of Monopoly. Like they have all those for like cat lovers, Monopolies. It yeah. was like a just a direct copy of like and stealing Monopoly idea, but <laughs> but the board was a triangle, and one side of the board was all lesbian, and one side <laughs> of the board was all gay, and they were like major places around the United States, like huge bars that everybody knew about that would be really meaningful to the gay or lesbian community. And I remember playing it and it was so dated because they were all closed. Every single bar was closed. Oh God, that's so sad to think about. It was so sad. But there are, there must be a million games that like didn't make it and aren't the best seller. Like it's not Ticket to Ride. So you, I'm sure like Arnaldo does, like just going to yard sales, you might find these weirdo games where you're like, wait, somebody made this Amish crazy yeah, game. Yeah. I'm going to try it. Yeah. <laughs> it's just such a fun thing to do with friends that mm-hmm. we've really just, we've really embraced because I mean, what, what else are you going to do when you have friends over, you know, like, and it's just so fun every week to be like, oh, we have something new to try. We have to mm-hmm. like, see if we like it or not. And you know, and like, or I did really bad last week, but I'm going to do great this week sort of a thing. Yeah. Like, it's just, it's such a delight. And that, why my family, like, that's all we do now is when we go, like, visit each other is we have to play board games. Mm-hmm. That's my neighbor. Yeah. <laughs> They're just saying hi. Hey, neighbor. Um... <laughs> One of the ways, so I, I am an only child, and so I did not play a lot of board games when I was growing up because I didn't have many people to play with, mm-hmm. you know, which is sad. But um, but one of the things I did when I first lived in Philadelphia that I think really re- like reinvigorated the board game spirit in me was I joined a meetup group, mm-hmm. which was Board Games Philadelphia, and it was every Saturday afternoon at a COSI in the city, and it was just a whole bunch of people and they would all bring different games. And so I, by doing that, which was free, I mean, I used to get lunch at Cozy. Well, like, why not? But <laughs> get some flatbread. But, um, it was, I did that for months and I played so many games there that I never would have heard about otherwise. Mm-hmm. And I think like, I, I don't do it anymore. I'm still friends with some of the people on Facebook, but that really was like, Oh my God, these are all new and this is great. And, and it, made me think about like back in high school games I had played and like, maybe I'll get some of these and try and play them with people. And it, I, I think that's a, also a great place to start. If you're not ready to buy a game is just to try and find like meetup groups are all over, mm-hmm. you know, the U S all over Europe, anywhere you can join a meetup group. And of course there's going to be board game groups. Like that's such an easy group to yeah. make and do. <laughs> so yeah, I would just look to see if other people around you are hosting them because it's, easy simple you can Mm -hmm. play for free like why not and it's also like when i was in ireland studying abroad i got into magic the card game for a while Mm -hmm. (laughs) and that was the most expensive and Mm -hmm. i would never recommend it to somebody who's like not ready to commit to that game because like that there are some games like especially card games like that where it's all about building your deck yeah where 
you have to have so much money to do it. Like, I was talking to Kyle about this, and he said his boss used to be super into magic, and he would buy boxes of mm-hmm. every week, like hundreds of dollars worth of cards no. every week to try and get these out-of-date cards, you know? And just, like, you you could buy groceries <laughs> right. with that money. <laughs> like that, and that you would hard, almost have to commit to, this is the only game I'll ever play ever again. <laughs> right, exactly, exactly. Oh, it's terrifying. I love yeah. having the, like, when we're here at night and it's like what are we gonna play tonight like oh let's play hanabi or like oh we haven't done uh, guillotine in a while like it's nice to have options yeah <laughs> i think that's i love that part yeah so. it's almost i'm worried that we're getting to the point where there's too many options in terms of oh. arnaldo's collection like i'm building a pretty solid collection but arnaldo's is probably two or three times as much as what i have wow. and so every time we play it's great we do play something different almost every time or play something new every time. But, like, those old favorites that we love, they're just sort of getting left behind. And it's yeah. like, I spent money on these. We better, we should get some use out of them sort of yeah. a thing. So, yeah. Huh. It's almost, but <laughs> this game night this last week was a real, a real disaster. Um, but mostly it was because <laughs> I was like, yeah, we'll do it at eight. And Simone comes over and she's like, this is like two hours from my bedtime. I was so surprised you want to do this so late. And I was like, well, I didn't want to give everyone dinner (laughs) at like six. (laughs) But I really like, I think if I had said four in the afternoon, they would have been like, great. So Mm -hmm. game night can be whenever, wherever. Like, honestly, you can go. We we went to a coffee shop to to, uh, play. We went to a brewery to play chutzpah. We went to a coffee shop to play Unexploded Cow in Minnesota. Like, mm-hmm. it's just a great activity to be like, hey, want to meet up and go to this place and play a game? Mm-hmm. And it's Pan- so fun. Panera is a great place to take games because they have huge tables. And mm-hmm. we, we do that sometimes where we'll take, like, Domino's or, you know, Munchkin or something. And it's just something simple that you can carry with you. Yeah. And, like, you know, you can spend some time there. The chairs yeah. are comfortable. <laughs> you know what my family used to do when we were waiting for our food at a restaurant? What? <laughs> we had, in my mom's purse, she always carried with her math dice. Oh, my. Which is basically, it was just like five or six dice. Two of them were like a different color. And you roll the first two, and then you you say, let's say it's a six and a three. You say either 63 or 36. And then uh-huh. you roll the other four, and then you have to use those numbers and any sort so, of mathematical equations you can oh my God. to get to the target number. And so it's we like would the just math sit. Part of we would just sit in silence, staring at dice, and the, the waiter would come by. We're <laughs> like, "Are you guys okay?" We're like, "Yeah." Anyway, so we would use division. You know, like <laughs> like going through. And this was like a fun, fat, family activity that we did when oh I was like 12. Oh my gosh, that is amazing. That's great. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, like because well, it was for it's the most portable version of any one of those games, pretty much. We don't do that anymore because yeah. we have conversations, but <laughs> which is nice. Yeah, which is nice. <laughs> but it's really um, great. We so for Christmas I got my dad the board game Clue because I. Um, the musical version of Clue is coming to the Bucks County Playhouse mm-hmm. here re- um, in the summer, and they're not selling tickets yet, but I'm going to get him tickets to see that. And so I was like, I'll just get him the board game, and that'll be the stand-in. And so on Christmas Day, we played Clue. It was me and Kyle and 
Laura and my dad. And it was so nice. Like, there was definitely some cheating involved. I should have won. But it was, like, I've never played a board game with Laura before. I haven't played a board game with my dad in years. And it was just, like, such a family bonding event. It was so lovely. And I was like, I want to do family game nights with my family as well. It's yeah. not, not just, like, my friend game night. I'm just, wanna, I want to oh, do definitely. all game nights all the time. Yeah. <laughs> we had such a fun time in Minnesota playing a game I got them called Salem, where basically mm-hmm. you end up just shouting at each other, witch! <laughs> as you're just <laughs> accusing people of witchcraft. And then, and, and mm-hmm. it, like, every time you get to the end of the deck, then it's nighttime and we all have to close our eyes and, like, hum and, like, hit the table because whoever's the witch has to reach in and put a kill token on our, on us, you know? And, like, it was just so much fun. And I love, I just love games like that where everyone gets just really involved. And, yeah, definitely, definitely have more game nights with your family because it's the best. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I think one of the things is if I start having game nights with other people, it'll allow me to play more games that I'm not, mm-hmm. I can't, I can't play at the moment because it's just two player because it's me and Kyle. Yeah. So we're very limited in what we can play and like we adapt munchkins so we can play it with two people or whatever but um but there's a lot of games that i would love to play that i like i've never played ticket to ride and i feel like that would be really fun everybody yeah and so there's just a list where i'm like salem that sounds great but i don't think we could play that as a two-player obviously (laughs) i think they might have a two-player version it's like really? two to twelve players or something. Oh my god! <laughs> it yeah. sounds like it would be really fun with twelve people. <laughs> oh god! Yeah, that'd be amazing. Yeah, it would take a really long time potentially. It, yeah, it was just it was a fun game. <laughs> well, the other thing that is holding me back that I'm worried about is we do have a very small apartment and we don't have a dining room table like you do, mm-hmm. but. I'm worried that our table isn't big enough to support a board game night because we have enough chairs. You have a coffee table though, right? We have our coffee table and it's like an Ikea lack, whatever, you know, very small. Yeah, I think, well, I, it's not like square, right? It's a rectangle. It's a rectangle. Yeah. Yeah. So like, so like, it, so like, it's like, it's a, it's a little, little bit smaller than my dining table. It's still, still pretty good size, I, if I remember yeah. correctly. And so people love sitting around a coffee table on the couch mm-hmm. and stuff play i think we just have to try it and the other problem is all of our friends are theater people mostly and the only day they have off is mondays so so it's like a weird day of the week to do like a game night on a monday night (laughs) and it's also people's well if it's the only day off it's true but it's also their only day off so they might have to go buy groceries like that's so they wouldn't want to spend it with friends well that's the problem we've been having is we made our new year's resolution it was like we want to do more stuff with friends because we're working for two different theaters so our schedules don't align and and also our friends are working for other theaters so our schedules don't align with them and also i'm doing shows he's doing tech stuff so we're not doing you know like i'm not home at night he's not here during the day so it's we need to get some non-theater friends, I think, is the end of the story. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Sounds right. Yeah. Well, should we, separate from recommendations, should we recommend some board games to people since we've been talk- throwing out all these names sure. of games and stuff? Do you want to... Yeah. Any any that you really love that you want to bring back to your game nights that haven't been played for a while? Ooh, that haven't been played for a while. I mean, while. we, me and the listeners um, have not been invited, so we won't know the difference. You can tell us any games. <laughs> <laughs> well, what I really want to say is the game that I'm so obsessed sure, with right yeah. now, which is, which I just got for Christmas, which was, is Unexploded oh, yeah. Cow. Okay. 
which we played so many times because it's just so much fun and it's like it's not a cooperative game you know you can you can mess with other people and stuff like that but it's really it's so cartoony and ridiculous in terms of it like the premise is there's um a, an epidemic of mad cows in England there are a bunch of unexploded landmines in France so to solve two problems you airlift <laughs> cows and drop them onto bombs in France and then the grateful townspeople of these small French towns give you money to thank you and so whoever has the most money at the end wins uh-huh. and so it's just this really fun it's just a card game and with like with little money and, and, a, and a dice and it's just they have um, hilarious drawings of these cows and they all have different personalities and names and some of them are spies and some of them are like have real are like disturbed cows like there's one that's eating a hamburger but some of them have like special abilities and then there's events where you can change the whole game around and it's just it's such a delight Mm. and it's so fun and i think everyone would love unexploded cow that is such a great title for a game also oh my god i just remembered that last week with one of our amazon gift cards we got for christmas we ordered carcassonne which is coming in the mail probably today maybe on monday i'm very excited anyway um Mm -hmm. unexploded cow that that sounds like i mean like who came up with that i love them i love i just (laughs) there are so many great games out there um the one that i'm gonna say is one that I played in high school, one of the first games that I ever really, really loved. It's called Guillotine. Have you played Guillotine with me? Maybe not. I don't know. Maybe. I, Remind me what it is. It's basically the French Revolution, and it's a card game where there's a little pop-up guillotine that you put at the end of the table, and then you put down the cards in a row of 13, and the per- first person in the front of the line gets killed. And you, if you kill them, you get to keep them. And you try and kill the people with the highest card values so you're trying to kill Marie Antoinette and the her court and some the you know like the cardinal and stuff they all have very high values you're not trying to kill the martyr who's a negative one or the hero of the people who's a negative three and you have player cards that can switch the order of the line and they're all the drawings on them are great so it's like rain delay and it's somebody with a umbrella over their head and it pauses the game or there's um, reverse the order of the line, or and you can mess up other people's games by forcing them mm-hmm. to take the next card in line. And so I just love it so much. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. one that is like my old faithful. Like it's so fun to play. It's so easy to play. You can every time. It's so different, and you can mm. like we've recently been doing reversing the rules where you're trying to kill the like least amount of people as possible which makes it interesting too because it like it's just very opposite of what you would normally do i Mm -hmm. i love it i think it's great and i want everybody to play it with me all the time (laughs) oh there's a game that would work well for your sort of lack of tabletop Uh um there's i got it over the christmas called uh love letter except mine's hobbit oh my god i love love letter (laughs) um yeah great so like love letter is a great compact great travel mm-hmm. game um for for if you don't have any table space it's just a small little card game where it's just very simple game mm-hmm. mechanics and it goes by really quickly and it's just really we also fun. when we were buying carcassonne on amazon amazon saw that was <laughs> an i think it's an add-on item and it's like nine bucks on amazon so yeah love letter is really, really cheap. cheap so if like you're looking to try something for the first time like that's one that you're like 
you know, that's reasonable purchase. And if if you don't yeah. like it, you can always re-gift it to somebody at the next <laughs> holiday. Like, <laughs> Yeah, and, like, other good travel games, like, because I always bring games with me when I go visit mm-hmm. my family. But, like, you don't want to take a whole giant box right. or something, you know? So, like... I love dice games because they're so easy to yeah. travel with. I mean, I have Moose I Farkle, know you love that which game. is Farkle, but with Moose <laughs> on it instead of ones. Um, and then there's like Quicks, which is another dice mm-hmm. game, uh, which is a little bit of strategy involved. And then there's Roll For It, which comes in a little pouch. Um, and so it's just, I love little easy travel games and, and they're also quite mm-hmm. cheap. And so it's, it's really fun to bring games wherever you go yeah. because... You're pretty much always going to run into a situation where you go, oh, what do we yeah. do now? You know, if I don't you're at wanna, the, we don't want to sit and watch TV yeah, all the time. Or if you're you know, we want to at interact. the airport <laughs> or at a hotel and you're like, well, I don't want to yeah. watch this marathon of NCIS on USA or whatever. <laughs> um, the one that we take travel is Hanabi, which is a, co- a cooperative game where you're basically holding your cards opposite. Like you, you can't see your hand. So you're trying to get your oh. the person you're playing with to tell you. They, ha- they can't tell you, but you have to, like, sort of guide them. And you're trying to put down your cards in order in these piles in front of you. And if you mess up, you, like, explode mm-hmm. some fireworks. And if you explode three fireworks, you all explode, you know? So it's just a really fun <laughs> game. And it's great for also couples because you start to, like, pick up on each other's signals. Because you're like, this is, remember last time we played this one? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. So I, I love Hanabi because also, like, if you're playing with somebody who's really bad at it, it makes it really fun. Because, <laughs> like, you're obviously going to lose, but it's also hilarious if they're really bad at it. Yeah. So that's a good one to take it. And there's some really good party games out there, too. Like, there's, um, Arnaldo has Utter Nonsense, which is, it's basically Cards Against Humanity, but with accents. <laughs> So you flip over an accent card, and then you have this hand of just horrific, <laughs> like, things that you have uh-huh. to say. And basically you have to, whatever accent is flipped over, and whoever's the judge or whatever, it's it's like, oh, Southern gentleman. <laughs> and so then you have to pick your card that's most appropriate oh, for that. My God. And then you try and do your best Southern gentleman accent, and you can get the card. And so basically it can be so funny because like for example we had a guy playing with us who's from brazil and he had a pretty strong brazilian accent uh-huh. but when so then he's trying to do <laughs> like redneck or something and basically we couldn't understand a word he said <laughs> and it was so funny but he was he just really went for it yeah. you know and it was like it was just all about like you can't second guess yourself just go mm. for it you know let go of your self-consciousness and games like that can be really fun, yeah. too. I, I mean, I'm not up to date on the party games train because we are very small in numbers here. But the one that we played in college a lot was Mexican Train, which is a Domino's variation. <laughs> and uh-huh. that, like, was a crowd pleaser all the time. We would play that in the bow parlor at our <laughs> cutter. And it was just, like, you can play up to, like, six players or something like that. And it's just really fun and you uh, there's a lot of interactions happening when you're playing with more people and Mm -hmm. you can really mess up each other's games and that's one (laughs) that is very simple and as long as you have a pack of dominoes like you're set on that one so I yeah I -hmm. mean that's what I would if I had a big group over that would be the one I would pull out for sure and if you have a really long table, Oregon Train is really fun and also can be incredibly frustrating because it's almost impossible to uh-huh. win. Except we managed, my family and I managed That's to amazing. win over Christmas break. We oh. played it. 
and it was like who would have thought that could have <laughs> happened we didn't die from snake bites only one of us did uh, um but that's just a like there's just some really fun really silly games i have wits and wagers um and like my parents have balderdash mm. and just like some fun very simple like party games not like strategy right. games person. Yeah, because if people are coming and going getting snacks and stuff, you want something where it's like ter- turn right. based. Something very yeah. casual. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um Yeah, well I wanna extend a invitation to our listeners to send us, you know, recommendations for board games because clearly we both are yeah. always chomping at the bit to try a new game. And there's definitely some that we haven't heard of. Like even though I'm from, you know, the near Amish country, Pennsylvania, I had never heard of, uh, uh, Amish Blitz, and which I just, you know, Dutch Blitz, which I just played for the first time this week, and I loved it, so, that, you know, there's gotta be games out there we've never heard of, and I'd love to, oh, definitely. yeah, so if you know one that you think we would like, uh, just tell us on Twitter, or message us on SoundCloud, or whatever, get in, get in yeah. contact with us, we're on Tumblr, too, <laughs> yeah, so, Please, someone talk to us. Our Twitter is at BWG Podcast, if you were wondering. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But. Yeah. That's my neighbor. Uh, I have a bit of a plug. Yeah, go for it. Plug it. (laughs) Um, I've been on a number of episodes of Arnaldo's uh, game show, Let's Play show, on YouTube called Welcome to the Game, where we played a game called Bullet Witch. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> which um, is just garbage. It's a really bad game, and but it's also like like it's also weirdly really difficult. Like he kept he kept dying, and I was like, no, this game's <laughs> awful. We gotta stop. We gotta stop. And he's like, let's keep going. Oh. And I was like, no. And every time, and it's just like the graphics don't make any sense. Like there's no motivation, any characters, and it's like this woman carrying around a gun that's literally longer than she is, so it goes into the ground. <laughs> And, like, they didn't compensate for that. So it's just, yeah. Um, so, and then we also did Pajama Sam. I love which Pajama is Sam. currently airing. Wait. <laughs> and I, I played that. The computer game? Um, it, it was on Wii. Oh, my God. Okay, because I yeah, own but it. But it, it was, it's the computer I, game. It's a point and click yeah, game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. my God. And basically, I talk about how I grew up with Putt-Putt Saves the Zoo, which is the same Amazing, people. yes. Um, so I talk about that all the time. Um, but, yeah, I think Bullet Witch is particularly delightful <laughs> because it's just us cursing at the TV. <laughs> like, what is happening? Like, there's these... It's like the apocalypse, and there's these characters, just, like, civilians just wandering around, like, with sort of bent knees and, like, going really slowly and being like... Huh? And it's like, what are you doing? Like, there's literally, like, demons running around killing people, and they're like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> So I, I found a lot of delight in, in, in uh, our, our playing So you can game. find it on YouTube? Yeah, YouTube, it's Welcome to the Game, and you can or you can type in Bullet Witch, because I really doubt <laughs> a lot of people were playing Bullet Witch from 2007. Yeah, probably not. Um, <laughs> do you have any recommendations? Oh... You might have to come okay. back to me. I have mine ready. <laughs> I forgot so, to think about it. I already talked to you about this via text, but I'm going to put it out there for our listeners. Um, I did watch... I, one of the things I was looking forward to in 2017 in our episode a couple weeks ago was the Netflix original uh, show, One Day at a Time. And I watched it all in one day, and I <laughs> I was you know watching it while doing other stuff, and... It was the perfect show. It's like it's just like Fuller House. If you liked Fuller House, you'll love One Day at a Time. Um, Rita Moreno is in it. I love her. It has 
storyline about coming out. It has one about PTSD, illegal immigrants, mansplaining, equal pay for equal work. Like, every episode is just, like, a lovely little letter to feminism. And Mm -hmm. Justina Machado is the mom in it, and she was fantastic, and I want her to be in many more shows. Um... I, I if you're into it I would recommend just watching it. If you're if you don't think you're going to be into it, I would recommend watching the last episode because that one was especially touching and you might have missed out on some of the lead up to that episode, but it still is just as an episode a great a great one to watch. Um so I'll be looking forward to more seasons of it, I think. It was enjoyable. I put it on my list last Good. night, so I'm looking forward to trying it out. And I've been trying Degrassi yes. as well. <laughs> I also watched that. Um, I just, I just watched a documentary net, on Netflix called Minimalism, uh-huh. which was a, a total delight, and I think I recommend that. But more importantly, The Bachelor oh, is back. Oh my god! I know I've seen uh, people freaking out about the villain of this season. I don't remember her name, but she was topless at one point, right? Corinne. (laughs) (laughs) She had this one... Okay, so she had this moment in the last episode. She's holding the rose that Uh she got for for the group date. And she's completely drunk. And she... I don't remember exactly what she said, but she made this, like, motion with the rose. <laughs> this, like, sort of sassy motion while saying some... Oh, XOXO gossip girls, <laughs> like how she finished a rant. And she did that, and... It was so insane, and then at the same time, I was like, I'm pretty sure I've seen my friend Laura do that exact motion with a rose (laughs) when we were recording our sock puppet recaps of The Bachelor years ago. And so it was one of those moments where I I just really saw my friend in in this crazy, crazy person, and it's such a delight to watch with other people. But then if you don't, if you can't watch with other people, then I really recommend listening to a podcast called Would You Accept This Mm -hmm. Rose? Because, or will you accept this rose? Because it's like watching with friends, you know, because they're obsessed. I mean, they have, like, Paget Brewster is now a regular on this podcast. Mm-hmm. Like, she, they're just so obsessed. They spent the entire, like, they had an episode before this show started where it was, like, breaking down the contestants just based on their pictures <laughs> and, like, three sentences about them. And it was, like, how far will this person get? And they were wrong about most of them. And... It's just such a delight because, like, they, they, they always talk about, they're like, this is the thing I'm most passionate about in my life is <laughs> The Bachelor. And they get so animated, and it just, it feels like you're among friends. And so it's, it's it, The Bachelor has to be a collective viewing experience. Right. Don't watch So the my question is, can you listen to that podcast without watching the show? Or would you be super, Definitely, super lost? But, like, it's still funny no matter mm-hmm. what, but... It certainly helps to know who they're talking right. about and and like to be in on the joke when they're referencing some crazy scene but oftentimes they'll just like quote <laughs> it they'll you know they'll talk about it and yeah they're i mean last week uh the arden marine the host of it she went on some rant about the holidays that was like a soliloquy <laughs> <laughs> from like a one woman show that she just like came up with and it was amazing <laughs> So there's so it's it's a real delight because you know I listen to Bitch Sesh, which is a podcast about the Real Housewives, mm. and I've never seen an mm-hmm. episode, and I listen every week religiously <laughs> to that podcast because it's so funny. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's what uh, I do with How Did This Get Made. I don't watch those movies. I I have seen a couple right. of those movies, but I don't go out and actively yeah. watch them, and I still enjoy that. So yeah, uh, yeah, because I think 
as long as the people are still funny, funny, yeah. then you know that's what's funny. That's about true. It. That is true. Mm-hmm. Well, I will try it out. No promises because The Bachelor is garbage. <laughs> I'm not saying. I'm saying for the listeners out there, if you've always been intrigued, this season is Mumble Mouth Nick, <laughs> and he he has the potential to be very interesting. Mm-hmm. Or he could disappoint all of us and be really Great. boring. You never, you never know. know what what you're gonna get with the Bachelor. <laughs> yeah. Um, cool. Well, no Zach this week. He's no, out. No, I need to keep. I need to start playing reminding a board him. game. I bet having fun. We're yeah. gonna play a board game right yeah. now after we're done recording. Should we play Hanabi or Guillotine? I'll let you pick. Oh. Hanabi. All right, Hanabi, it is. <laughs> I've never played either one. That sounds well, great. I'll bring them when I visit you. How about that? Okay. Cool. cool. Oh, yeah. We should mention that. Shannon's coming Woo-hoo. to visit me next week. So we should be able to record yeah. in person. And my neighbor won't be doing work on the apartment downstairs. I'm so sorry, listeners. Yes. I'm so sorry. I'll just have my... I potentially have an animal living oh, in my God. ceiling. But, you know, we'll see. <laughs> Millennials. What, do you, what can you do? Oh, that's us. <laughs> 